What's up, y'all? Oh, this is the one and only shot to Thunder Willie Mac. It's your boy Hot Fire. This is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon. This is Royce, I-S-A-A-C, dollar sign. Hello, everyone. This is the Interview Queen, Alicia T. This is the Callahan Death Machine and the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sandy Callahan. This is the AirPod God, MLW star, Richard Holiday. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... So hello everyone, it's Stephen Jackson aka DJ215 here again with another exclusive interview for BBG Wrestling. This time I'm delighted and honoured to be joined by CPH Hangman who's the judge, jury and executioner of CCW Wrestling over in Denmark and he also is the current reigning and will be defending CCW champion. So how are you doing Hangman? Well I'm fine. With all the limitations of Corona, I'm actually pretty fine, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Been tough times. Um, has it been, I mean, here we're still in lockdown in the UK. You're still locked down over in uh, in Denmark at the moment. Yeah. Everything except the supermarket is pretty yeah. much. And, and, and the, like, um, the most, like, the, the, the necessities. Yes. So everything is on lockdown, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's tough times, and it's been tough times for for ever. Well, for wrestling especially, but you know, as we just spoke off air, you know, one of the things what when I was doing some research is that you know, and I've been seeing that CCW did run some shows in you know 2020 throughout the pandemic, and you know, we've seen in wrestling that you know, wrestling still has been going on. You know, as empty arena shows or you know, limited fans and things. Did has that been more? Has that affected things more in Denmark with CCW, um, sort of the fans coming in or empty arena shows and things? Has it been a bit of a learning curve? Yeah, well, um, I mean, pro wrestling in uh, in Denmark yeah. is not as popular as in the UK or in Scotland. So we sort of hit a drive. And we like we started to get get noticed, and then Corona comes in March, and we yeah. just had like a sold out show. It was the biggest show uh, um, that we ever had, and we were like, "Oh, this is awesome! Now we're gonna really push it." And then Corona comes, and it's like we, I could just see all the boys and girls like, "Okay, everything we worked so hard for is just going down the drain." So, like, uh, I'm the former owner of CCW, right? Um, yeah. So uh, I was really put on, like, that was a test. That was a challenge for sure. So what we did was we, like, um, we had this small test show where we, we did the whole social distancing. We had all kinds of, like, small uh, mechanics to uh, ensure that the audience who ca- who came there uh, they were safe. Yeah. And that was a test show. And we did that like a couple of months later. Very defensive show. Uh, and then um, we did a bigger show with the same setup. And then and then at, at, at the end, we did the biggest show of the year in like a huge hall. Like it's called Ragnarok, right? So every year yeah. we have this huge, huge show with where we go all in, like with with with, uh, with the matches. So all the testing and all that stuff went to that big show during Corona. And sure enough, uh, the police arrived at the at the place. It was sort of sort of in the uh, at the outskirts of Copenhagen, and they arrived. But I knew they would arrive, and we we greeted them in the door, and we had like a nice conversation with them, and uh, asked them if they wanted some uh, coffee or soda, and then they left. And it was like, thanks, uh, thanks for 
it was like we got some praise for from them because they could see that everything was taken care of right yeah so but that's i mean if it had happened if corona had happened like the first year we got started uh, it's been a learning curve yeah so um in how we want to present the product um yeah. so uh, i mean but i'm i'm like i'm a i'm a positive dude so um, th- there's also good stuff i always try to turn it into something positive and the positive uh, thing was that we did it yeah. and it was a beautiful show and um we learned a lot from it even though a lot of us were stressed out of our minds but yeah. uh, i think um sometimes you need to learn on your feet and that's what we did so uh, yeah it is what it is man yeah i mean um i commend you and the whole team and you know i've spoken to other um promoters and wrestlers and various independent promotions for still continuing throughout the pandemic you know and being able to put on shows which are safe and which are allowing fans to come in and it's not just you know a segregated empty arena set up which is safe but then again you know you need to get fans into the you know the shows because that's part of the atmosphere isn't it and being able to keep going even though so many things have you know stopped throughout coronavirus i think is you know a massive like you said it's a learning curve but it's also you know a, a huge sort of um pat on the back if anything that you're able to carry on you know and produce wrestling in these really trying times for everybody and able to entertain us all you know i mean like i found ccw or i became more noticed of ccw during you know the pandemic and um the stuff you've been putting on you know has been has been awesome you know as a you know a roster and uh you know a group of wrestlers you know and um because one of the questions while i was going to ask you and we kind of touched on it just in the early just before we came on air but um because you were saying that denmark isn't sort of on the map in terms of like if you look at wrestling it's kind of very underground but with that did you become a wrestling fan from denmark wrestling or was it as was it as you just said a minute ago was it watching things like early wwf wcw and more you know american wrestling was that what made you a fan originally or was it more the denmark wrestling well the story goes that uh we got um denmark opened up for satellite tv in 1989 and that year my friend thomas came and said like listen there's this pro wrestling going on and they call they called the world wrestling federation so uh you have to see this and it's coming on saturday and it's like uh, the saturday night main event right and yeah. um i watched it and i got hooked yeah these characters right uh, yeah different different era for sure larger than yeah. life characters, just really 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 awesome workers i just as i said before we started shooting I binge watched some Saturday Night Main Event last night, <laughs> and I had a ball watching uh, Ravishing Rick Rude's uh, feud with uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah, and uh, watching uh, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon just go at it. I mean, that's <laughs> that's just oh man, that goes like goosebumps, right? So, yeah. but so I watched it like from almost nine years old uh up up until like uh, the attitude era and then i took a break because then yeah. like, uh school happened and uh I've been to the university right so i yeah. got a i got a degree from there and i just sort of like wandered away from it but sometimes i would buy a dvd like yeah. uh, i i think the the i bought a dvd with the you know the rock versus goldberg on the cover and i was just like okay oh man i got <laughs> this match right um but i missed I, I mean i mean i missed some of the stuff but i like and then like eight eight and a half years ago i, I, I watched the live show and everything just reconnected yeah all the creativity and like yeah that was that was fun and i watched i told the story so many times but i watched chaos versus killer carlson which are my two mentors chaos is from uh, dpw he's like an yeah. old he's been doing this for ages right uh, mm-hmm. 
And uh, Gil Carlson was uh, the creator uh, of the first incarnation of SWS from Malmö. Watching yeah. those two go at it, classic babyface versus heel match. Um, that sort of just kicked everything into gear. But to get back to you about all the the, the challenges with Corona and CCW, I mean, CCW has gone through so many challenges. I mean, the first thing we did was like, okay, here we are in Copenhagen. We need to have experience, right? Yeah. There's one guy who's been out there doing it, and that's me. And then there's like a, a lot of younger guys who's been doing it. So before CCW ever really got their first show, one and a half years of a lot of training. Yeah. And then you sort of have the base. Yeah. And everyone is sort of aligned in that. And that was the like the first class, right? Yeah. And then the first class is like Pete Phoenix, Sebastian Day, Carlos Zamora, and me. And then eventually more people came. Yeah. And then like we sort of like we have a partnership and an alliance and also like a camaraderie and brotherhood with the Danish pro wrestling. Yeah. And sort of built from there, right? Yeah. So, so there's been a lot of challenges. Corona is just one of them really yeah so yeah yeah if you have the mindset of like yeah we're gonna get through this instead of just like uh, letting everything fall i mean that's just but i'm a realist so i'm i'm always looking at a plan and like how can we achieve this next yeah. goal right? so yeah yeah it's um yeah you know that's a the the thing is as well you've just mentioned several names who you know what one being chaos who you know is kind of a trailblazer in you know scandinavian wrestling with what he did and training you and you not know only, the, not, um, not only me he trained yeah. a lot of people and he was yeah. like the pioneer of denmark right yeah he was the first and he was the first that was like i'm gonna make a lot of shows he was the first to sort of got the breakthrough as a wrestler wrestler um that's why in our circles like in the ccw circles we call him the godfather because yeah. he is, i mean mean you have to show respect for a guy that just like did it of course he had people around him to help him but he was the yeah. guy who always paid yeah or he didn't pay he was the he was the guy who was willing to put his head uh into the guillotine i was like okay am i am i gonna lose money today or am i gonna win money yeah and I, that's why he's the man yeah yeah absolutely um because when i was doing some research and i was um reading one of the um interviews you did with uh last word on sports it was a, a written interview not an audio interview but you said that one of the things was that uh, which you hold dear to you when you are training up and coming wrestlers and when you have been training is that you know honoring the word kept coming up all the phrase honoring the traditions of the art and from uh chaos and killer uh killer um was that kind of put into you killer yeah was that put into you from a very young age as a wrestler like or from being a you know a rookie that you know you have to honor the art of pro wrestling from you know, the beginning and all that kind of um, tradition and things like that, you know. Um. So, so um, <clears throat> I always mention, this is actually a good uh, opportunity to actually mention some other people because I always like mention uh, Killer Carlson and Chaos, right? Yeah. But Killer Carlson and Chaos sort of followed me. They, yeah. They've been following me. They've been supporting me. Um, when I started doing CCW, I sort of started looking at it from KS's view. So I sort of like learned even more because I was like in that position. And from that, I learned, uh, uh, but I'm a sponge, right? I, 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 I yeah. just want knowledge, right? Yeah. But there's been a lot of other coaches. Um, there is every year, there is a, like um, a camp called Fake a Break. And it's, an awesome camp where you learn wrestling you learn more about yourself because you can do more than you think right yeah and when i started i had two left feet and i was not <laughs> i was a clusterfuck in the ring i mean my first coach <laughs> was the canadian rebel starbuck I couldn't bump 
I can do uh, any kinds of bumps. I couldn't strike. I couldn't. I didn't understand. I was almost like the guy who fell over my own feet when I hit the ropes, running the ropes. <laughs> I couldn't. Everything hurt, right? Yeah. But at Fake a Break, I had uh, Falcon from Scotland. I had TJ oh, yeah. Mackle, Scottish trainers. And TJ, he was there with me for a week. And he yeah. was sitting over in the corner, be like, yeah, good, good. Oh, that was awesome, actually, Jay. That was awesome. Again, <laughs> let me see it again. And um, so, and then there was like Mr. Pay-Per-View and uh, a guy called Christian or Cool, the, the cool one, uh, Cool yeah. Krell, Cool Christian. <clears throat> so one day, Christian pulls me aside uh, at this camp. And we talk a bit about like culture, right? Because everyone... Yeah. Everyone loves pro wrestling and everyone starts as a fan and then they get smartened up and they're not a screen. So he pulled me aside. It's like, and we had a talk um, uh, where he just went through a lot of stuff. And uh, slowly I started to like, okay, because this was interesting. There are some yeah. principles here, right? Yeah. Some principles, principles set in stone to uh, ensure business, but also yeah. to ensure respect, to ensure trust, uh, to create the best working environment for a show, for the yeah. locker room, for like uh, not creating unnecessary drama. Mm -hmm. Then I realized as I became more experienced that some use it as their own kind of like uh, leverage yeah and then there are the veterans who don't speak of it now i speak of it to you right but i yes. normally don't speak of it mm -hmm. um and it's sort of like the it's like an accord yes like i know this guy he follows this and he's like honorable yeah and then of course there are opportunists everywhere um but being uh, being in this for eight and a half years i can smell a toxic asshole a mile away <laughs> I'm, not with him. I'm not gonna talk with him and i think that's also the reason why until now i haven't uh, taken any other bookings other than from uh, my mentor kim chaos and been in ccw yeah. Until I was ready to go out yeah. in the world. And until I actually had something I'm proud of. Like, yeah. there is, like, what can Hangman bring to the table, right? What's different about the Hangman than, than another wrestler? Because there's a lot of very, very extremely talented wrestlers that could do a lot of freaking crazy high spots or moves. Mm -hmm. And I respect that to a certain level. Yes. I'm, not pulling them any, I'm not pulling them down. But the Hangman is... The, the way I portray the hangman, because there's a lot of hangmen around the world, but the way I portray that from myself is just, it's different. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm confident now, after so long, yeah, to go out and uh, show something. Yeah. Show something different. Yes. Hopefully. Oh, absolutely. I was about to say that, you know, your loyalty to CCW and to, um, you know, Denmark has been, you know, admirable. And one of the things I found when watching you wrestling, when I was, you know, finding more about CCW is that you've got a very, I, I kind of describe it or in my notes, I put it as kind of like a realistic and intense style of wrestling. And it's very, you know, it, it's very, you know, scary. I mean, it's very physical. You know, and it's very kind Thank of you. old. No, no. I, it's you're welcome. It's it's a very. You know, you see wrestling today, and it has a lot of, as you said, high spots or a lot of, you know, like um, unbelievable action. But there's something refreshing about seeing somebody who is very, you know, physical in the in the you know aggressive sense, and 
you know, for me, that's really exciting and, you know, like I said, scary to watch because you're kind of feeling a little bit like, oh, what's this guy going to do next? You know, and is that, you know, that thing of is he really hitting him? Is he really hurting him? Headbutts and the like. So one thing I was going to ask you was that for other wrestlers coming into CCW or coming into the ring with you, has there ever been kind of, and you've just said it then about the kind of respect situation and things like that, has there been kind of a, have wrestlers felt intimidated going into the ring with you, knowing that you do have such a physical and aggressive style compared with a lot of wrestlers today? Has that ever happened going into the ring? Mm. Let me think about that. Um, (laughs) Well, not really before, but I think that will change now. Yeah, because uh, I was always fatigued. I was the last guy getting dressed. Now I step down as the owner and I'm sort of rejuvenated and I'm energized and I'm like clear headed and I know which direction I want and I know which kind of match. Sometimes when I had a match, like they would come in and like, oh, I have all these ideas and we could do this, this and this. And I was just so tired because I've been busting my ass for three weeks and had yeah. like four hours of sleep every day. So I was just like, yeah, OK, let's go <laughs> up in the ring and do it. And that was the sacrifice. That was the trade off. Right. I was just mm. like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, uh, if I call something in the ring. Right. Uh, can we just like can you just follow that? Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of the times, the the guys I work with, I didn't have like a lot on the table. I would just work with them. Yeah. Now, now it's different because I'm passionate about pro wrestling again, and I'm like, I'm ready to kick some ass. Um, it's a it's a different like it's a different hangman than like uh, uh, in November. Yes, because we had the show on the seventh November, and yes, I won the the CCW championship. Um, it's just still a different hangman. Um, yeah. but sure, there's been there's been a few. Um, I, I I've said this before. I take pride in taking some of the the new guys or girls uh, and having a match with them on a show mm-hmm. because you can um you can train all the basics. Yeah, and you can like r- repeat it all the time every week. But if you don't sort of get the experience uh, of being in front of an audience yeah that's when you you make mistakes it's the small mistakes and and uh, that's where we can sort of like and I, and I and I just I just like the fact that I'm in there with them so uh, and and like working with them so they can feel how to have a match and rather me being a bit like you know being not too hard, but like learning, learning them how yeah. I was learning from TJ and Falcon and Chaos and uh, Starbuck and like um, um, there's more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, how I learned it, I'm giving it to them, right? Yeah, better me than some other guy or girl coming in and like, and then they're surprised, right? So. Yeah, sure. Of course, nervous. The the I was nervous at my first match. Yeah. I I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna forget everything, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. It's said um, now. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it kind of falls into another question because in the interview you did have recently with uh, Kurt Johansson, you said that your two favorite wrestlers, who are also two of my favorite wrestlers, uh, were Sting. And the Undertaker growing yeah. up, and yeah. you know, um, it's kind of a two-part question. But the first one is, in terms of their, especially the Undertaker and the way he ran the locker room when he was there and stuff. Like, he, there are stories about him and him taking the young talent and, as you just said, you know, teaching them the way, getting them the opportunities, and someone there who's been there the whole time, kind of. Andrew Sting as well in WCW, kind of that aura. Is that something kind of you aspired to follow? And along with that, like everyone else, and this is the second question, like everyone else, are you disappointed that Sting and The Undertaker never wrestled at WrestleMania or never wrestled at Starcade? Because I am. (laughs) 
I'll take the second question first. Um, I think it's a dream match that I'm that I'm I'm happy that it didn't happen because oh, it would never it would never uh, uh, after so many years of watching pro wrestling. Uh, it's like a dream match in my mind for sure and like sting versus taker that would be like awesome <laughs> i can definitely see it happen in my head i'm already visualizing everything <laughs> that could work out there right <laughs> but then it happened and then it would sort of like die yeah and, uh if if i wanted sting versus taker i wanted i i, I wanted sting that yeah Go. He can still go, and and but there's there's it's like it's a different time now. I wanted I I, I, I wanted Sting from the '90s, and I wanted Taker from the '90s, <laughs> making them bash like Attitude Era kind of thing, making yeah. them bash. That's the match I want. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 the match I want for sure. That would be like on the top number one. Yeah, uh, like that. The, it would be uh, better than the iron match between Bret the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels. Like that would just like <laughs> go up there. <laughs> um, as for the first question, what was that? I forgot it. Like, what was the in terms question? Of, in terms of sort of the you were saying earlier on about the taking the young uh, students and teaching them, like um, in terms of like um, learning business and things because of the way the undertaker is kind of a bit like you held himself away. So now he's retired, like the way he held himself in terms of his character work and his aura, is that kind of something you aspired to from afar as well? Um, the way he works. Well, uh, uh, thank you for like, just giving that a thought because taker is there's some people who said like my generation, it's not Ric Flair that is the greatest wrestler in the world. My generation, it's the Undertaker. Yeah. The generation before, it was Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And and just to like mention with this icon is like sure. I mean, you can't avoid it. Like you, you're the guy who created CZW from scratch, right? And mm-hmm. you come a lot of experience so of course the guys come to you and ask for opinion and they call and hey i'm having an issue with this can you help me out and stuff and i always try to give them a fair shake or call it down the middle and sometimes i'm not mr popular because <laughs> i speak my mind and that can like that can rub people the wrong way but like i've always said this like from from that comes strength because the guys and girls know i i i just speak my mind and I call down the middle and there's nothing like I'm not I'm not trying to go at you right it's yeah. like you're coming with a question and you're asking me about my opinion I will I will lay it flat out for you man I mean that's that's how I was raised I mean speak your mind open your mouth what 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 is it you want like yes uh, so um I, I guess so I mean sure um, but I'm also like the the cuddly the cuddly uh, relaxed guy out of the back. <laughs> uh, there was a one point where I was sitting with an old battered guitar and playing with a cowboy hat. So yeah. I'm also that guy, right? Um, just having, just trying to like create a good atmosphere in the locker room. That's yeah. just me. Right? Until it's go time. And it's yeah. sort of like, and it's go time. So yeah. Can you feel? Yeah. Can you feel uh-huh. the change when when it comes to go time? Can you kind of feel the change? Like you know, like um, some you kind of feel the change from into Hangman and getting ready to go into the arena. Can that does that kind of metamorphosis actually kind of physically happen? Does it sort of yeah. come over you? Yeah. Yeah, it's a switch. Yeah. Because um, Hangman is not a nice person. Yeah. Uh, Hangman is not a nice person. Jay is a nice person, but I needed to uh, make that switch. So when yeah. I'm in the pit position, people need to leave me alone. I'm standing there and I switch. 
funny story. We had a new tech guy coming in and he just wanted to tweak the last thing about some smoke that was coming up uh, under the car, uh, the current. And he walks over to me and he says something to me and he goes like, whoa. <laughs> but I looked at him like, you dead me back. And um, <laughs> they had a laugh about that in the locker room because they know my process, right? When, when I'm, it just takes, before it used to take 10 minutes. Now it's like a minute. Two yeah. minutes, then I'm ready. And I know when it's when when it's there, but when I go out uh, through the curtain, uh, I'm 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 the hangman. Yeah, it's hard to explain. I know, but it's a process. Uh, and uh, then then we go, like, then we go in and kick ass. Yeah, for the audience, right? So absolutely. Yeah, I mean the the reason I ask that question is because um, for me now, I mean it's interesting you mentioned guys like Ric Flair and you know, from the 80s and things. And because when I was kind of one of my introductions to independent wrestling as a whole was was Ring of Honor and was seeing Samoa Joe in the early days of his run as the Ring of Honor world champion. And you would see the photographs outside the, you know, outside with the audience, you know, and you'd be like thumbs up and with like, you know, CM Punk and everything. But they've been, I've, I've spoken to people and there are stories about how once the you know the music hit and once he was in gorilla he would just change into the you know samoan submission machine slash you know real world champion samoa joe and you could see the metamorphosis and to leave him and it's always struck me as that because you know it is although it is a performance in the sense wrestling it's also a visit a very physical it, it, at its root wrestling's physical and especially from what i've seen of scandinavian wrestling it's very kind of It's not necessarily like English wrestling, but then it's not like German wrestling. It's got its own kind of style in itself. I mean, have you noticed, because you recently, you wrestled in Sweden as well. Like, did you see a difference in that as well when you wrestled in Sweden, the different styles? Because that's always something I like to ask is, can you see the different styles when you're wrestling other people and how they approach it? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, um, I... uh... I've been studying Nordic Nordic or Scandinavian pro wrestling for like ever since I began. And I always like, okay, that's different. Uh, that's different from this. And, 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 and my conclusion to it is like, it's, it's, um, you can follow the, the, the UK model, you can follow the American model, you can follow, I mean, even the, uh, even Scotland have their own kind yeah. of like thing, right? Yeah, they do. But the Danish scene, um, especially in CCW, and also, I would see, I would say DPW is a hybrid of it, but mm-hmm. we, we, we've gone like rocket. Show great wrestling, it's, it's about, having different segments on the show different kinds of matches different kinds of style but if you really have to get down and uh, concrete about it like like um, specific it's more rocket yeah you know forearm says smack a rooney yes. and like you get a chop you see the sweat going or yeah. like uh it's just Rocket and Rowdy, mm-hmm. and that's been sort of the trick because if you go Rocket and Rowdy, how do you take the show a bit back? So the audience is not always going like, ah, what? like because <laughs> after 30 minutes they're like, whoo, I need to go out and have a sick or like have a beer or a pint. Yeah. Yeah. Here it's like, how do we take it down? And that's sort of been the psychology of it, right? But when yeah. we go all in, yeah. it's just that's sort of the uh, the definition that comes to mind because it can also be pure catch can um, pro wrestling. Yeah. But it's yeah. always what are we trying to achieve here with the show? What's the theme? Who? Who? What's the program like? But always default, it's rocket. Yeah, yeah. It's punk rock and it's metal, man. It's like, yeah. boom. 
yeah. <laughs> it's got such yeah. a cool identity, you know, um, CCW. It just sort of grabs you straight away. Um, and the other thing as well is that, um, and, I, and uh, me being a pro wrestler, well, an independent pro wrestling fan, it's all about the atmosphere of the fans themselves. And CCW always has such a, a raucous crowd there. And, you know, they have such a loyal fan following. I mean, have some of those, because I have spoken to promoters and things, and some fans like ECW back in the day have fans who've been there from the very beginning and have seen everything going along. Have you had those fans at your shows where they've been yeah, there? Yeah, same show, yeah. same seat, same, you know, every week they're always there. And they become part of the furniture in a good way, you know. Uh, so I, um, when I started the the whole uh, CCW thing, I uh, started as a face, right? Yeah. As much as Hangman could be a face, it's a more like like lean back face. Still does stuff that's not as legal as other faces would do, but he's like. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy. So they started like these fans started uh, chanting, "Let's go, Hangman!" <laughs> and then eventually, I knew that okay, uh, because we were building someone else up to like take that spot. That's Black Kurt, <laughs> and um, Black Kurt is a rocket kind of guy. He can't help it. He's just like he's a brick. Like you can hit him. <laughs> And hurt your hands on hitting him, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna slowly through a program work towards becoming what Hangman should always have been a sinister asshole, mm. cold blooded heel, more not a monster, perhaps a monster, who knows? Um, and um, so. I started to sell more slowly when I got up and uh, eventually these fans, they started chanting, Hangman is 70. And in yeah. Danish, it translates to Hangman er halvjas. <laughs> and uh, they started bringing all kinds of stuff in and like, it was a hoot. I mean, yeah. that was... So I would like go with a like uh, help uh, like an aid or support for old people, and when I I would do that in the ring, and then I would be like, ah, "Fuck you!" That interaction that 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 came from them, and it's then it's about taking that connection and using it because they will just be like, "Oh man, he saw that. That connection is good. What can I do? What what can we do now to get under his skin?" Yeah. He keeps winning over our good guys. Please not let him win again, right? That 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 is what it's all about, and that was sort of like for me what created the next uh, kind of like incarnation of what is to come, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. That's the whole love as well for me with with um, pro wrestling is the whole slow burn inside of things and the gradual transition and you know seeing the different sides to somebody because the other thing um as well as being a singles wrestler you did have a successful um tag team um yeah, yeah. Part of the rising with hector ironheart um yeah. and was that an exciting time i mean this uh, was that an exciting time being able to go the tag team route and have a successful you know run as a tag team wrestler after being a singles guy for so long um was that an exciting uh, change in terms of character work and things yeah it was i mean i loved it um you can do a lot of stuff uh, as a tag team yeah uh, and and it's not necessarily about the tag team moves or the move itself uh, but definitely trying some new stuff out as uh, as a spot or like and working with hector was uh, like a blast yeah it was uh, it was fun, and we created created these like promos where we did all kinds of stuff, and we really spent time on it. But it was also training and experience, and yeah, man, I missed that guy. Like he, <laughs> I, I, he, he, he's taking a break. So, uh, but yeah, that was that was awesome, and I, we had some good matches also. So I'm like, I'm really looking back on that run as uh, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. 
you know, I love I love tag team wrestling. Um, I think it's such a again such an art form to be able to get the tag team ethic and way of working right. I mean, um, with your style and things, it always reminds me very similar to kind of we were talking about WWF, but demolition and you know the the hard hitting kind of slow burning way of working. And I like that because then if you've got the young baby faces coming in, getting the you know getting the hot tags and stuff, it's all that what's exciting. You know, being able to create the atmosphere. You know, um, and for you, kind of because um, you one this is kind of going on a bit of a tangent from earlier on, but you did mention that your favorite match was Bret Hart and. Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 12 and if we talk about slow burning this the hour-long story of that match and how that played out are there any other matches which would stand out as favorite matches which now that you are kind of taking a bit of a break you've gone back and re-watched with a fresh set of eyes or anything which you've watched newly as a new you know with fresh set of eyes now you're older is there anything you watched as a kid what you're enjoying watching again as well as Saturday Night's Main Event what you're enjoying um I watched, and it's not really like a big match, but I watched uh, Roddy Piper versus uh, Mr. Perfect. Oh, this yeah. It's just like Saturday Night Main Event kind of match, or like, I, I watched that, and uh, I've sort of gone back and started watching uh, uh, Roddy Piper again a lot more. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, he didn't really get my attention. Uh, I that was definitely did some realism to him, and he was an awesome heel. But as a kid, I went to either Hulk Hogan, and then I went to Bret Hart, and I hated yeah. Mr. Perfect. But as an adult, I just loved the chemistry of like what Roddy Piper did, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, um, Hell. Ric Flair, Taker, Shawn Michaels, all those legends, all that, like, that's just incredible, <laughs> amazing uh, stuff that's going on there. But, um, yeah, um, also, like, I can't name drop a specific match, but, like, I watched the, uh, oh, yeah. Ravishing Rick Root versus Jake the Snake Roberts. The way he oh, sells. Yes. Just, uh, Rick Root, the way he sells. And the way Jake just uh, makes it real. You can see the, like, yeah. but also frustration. And, like, that's... that That's awesome. And, 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 and just, like, look at those matches. It's not like they're doing a lot of flippity-flippity. And I call it flippity-flippity. Yeah. And I say that guys when they're like filling their matches with all kinds of stuff how are they, how how is the audience going to be able to react to it like it's like oh give me like, adrenaline into my veins and i'm just gonna sit here like this for like 10 minutes no no that's watching those matches are cool because yeah. at that time it was like that was the that was the standard now I don't know. Um, perhaps I'm like just caught up in the past of like uh, old school pro wrestling, or perhaps I'm just being a realist and saying, okay, at this level, this is what draws people uh, in Copenhagen. So why not use it? Yeah, I mean, I I love Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. He's my well, along with Bret Hart, but Kurt Henning is my all-time favorite wrestler because of just the way he moved in the ring. There's no, but I've not seen anyone be able to move the way Kurt Henning moves for so long. And you know the matches and the people he faced and things. It was just so perfect, perfect. You can't not say it. Just watching him and just looking at looking at his selling. Yeah, his sells thing. Cool. And just his... I mean, um, yeah. I mean, he looked. He made uh, 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 the Texas Tornado look like a million when he won the Continental Championship yeah. just from like that punch. And I'm like, that's yeah, he was amazing. But from a technical standpoint and how he built his match, I I, I just have to put uh, Bret Hart a bit more up there. Yeah. Uh, but it's like this. 
and I have this, this is an ongoing discussion with uh, my mentor. It's like, he's Mr. Perfect, I'm Bret Hart. And it's like, (laughs) so yeah. Um, But seeing those two work together, like any match, there's still some, there is a match that was not taped. That he they, that they talk like he talked about Bret Hart he talked talked about it that's not taped and that was like that's the only match I haven't watched <laughs> with those two guys legends I mean ah one it's day I'll find it. huh? <laughs> it's just gold dust every one of those matches when you find it on a on a on YouTube or you find it on a DVD set or on a network it's just like you have to watch it and it's and it's yeah. always different. It's never the same. Even though they wrestled so many times, they were always able to the psychology of working and the way they worked each individual district of the United States or each individual country, whether it be Canada or the USA. They just knew how to do it. And the other match, what you were talking about Saturday night's main event, which is kind of where we keep going to, but my my other favorite match from the whole run of Saturday night's main event was between Jake the Snake Roberts and Macho Man Randy Savage. In about '86, the heel versus heel dynamic, and how you could see again the slow burning change in both men, and how they were both working. If you want to learn how psychology works in wrestling, which is what you were talking about, and what I say, that's the match to see in terms of how to get a get a set of fans to have to weave their way around this strange situation and two very you know, contrasting yet sinister characters in the way they work, you know, and that match is awesome. You know, you can't, it's just a dream match, you know, phenomenal. Um, And there's not a lot happening in it. Like it's not very, again, there's not a lot of high spots. There's not a lot of, you know, um, bells and whistles. There's not a lot of, you know, plunder, as Dusty Rhodes would say, but it just works on the whole ethos of wrestling in the sense that it's, you know, in the ring and just working the crowd and knowing how to do it, you know, um and years before the snake bit Randy Savage <laughs> with uh yeah. on the I think it was on Superstars, wasn't it? And then uh Dark Side of the Ring, that great quote from Jake Roberts of I got that snake pissed off then <laughs> put it in his arm and he couldn't get it out. <laughs> um probably the biggest from what I can see anyway, the biggest international star to come through or appear in CCW is um, Angelico of Lucha Underground and All Elite Wrestling from outside of the, um, Denmark and um, Scandinavia. And how did that kind of come about with Sebastian Day, that match? Like, did Angelico find you and did he contact you or did you contact him? How did that kind of come about? Yeah, so surprisingly, after a couple of years, there's a lot of uh, performers and wrestlers out there who's contact contacted us from all over the world. Like, wow. And um, and then like six months before that show with Sebastian Day versus Angelico, I just asked him, look, you've been busting your ass. You've been helping me, been at my side to 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 work. You've been up early. You've been home late. Yeah, you busted up uh, and you're carrying the strap and you're doing all this for the for CCW. So who would you really, really, really like to face? <laughs> Just looked at me like, yeah, I, I would really like to face Angelico. Okay, let's make it happen. Wow. And that's 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 the kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah, um... that's the kind of situation. And he really wanted to do that. And he came and he was cool. Yeah, yeah. he was cool. He just like... Uh, there was nothing there. We just like talked, and I was, they went through the match, and it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, sure. There was a lot of people from Sweden who came uh, to watch the show, and like, hey, awesome. So yeah. that was good. Yeah, great match. It's on it's on YouTube that particular match, and you know, I really enjoyed you know watching it, and I love the work of Sebastian Day. You know, I think Sebastian Day is such an awesome you know talent, and as you said, he's held the, the ccw strap for you know longer than anyone else and you know he's such a a great wrestler and you had your when you won the belt last year you won it in a tables ladders and chairs match against sebastian day which you know had been going that that particular feud had been going on for sort of a few years on and off you'd had the matches here and there and that was kind of the big blow-off match um 
was that exciting kind of going in there and having that big sort of uh, last, I wouldn't say last hurrah because you may wrestle again, but you know, at that point in time, the table ladders and chairs match to decide the title and stuff, was that a big deal for you to be able to get in there and do that with him? Um, yeah. Um, if both seen from the point of view that uh, Sebastian and me from that show was tired before yeah. we went up. So that was like we 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 went out and gave everything we had left because we like again Ragnarok 2 during Corona. It was a big show. There was a lot of stuff to do. There was a lot of like management. But we went in there and uh, we did we gave everything we had. Um, but Sebastian, for me, Sebastian is like, I can, there's this story where we are at something called Carlsberg town, which is like the, like the old brewery district. And, uh, they have like this culture night and every time. And, and during this night, we, we sort of, and we have a show the day, the, the day after. So the day before. Every, uh, we wanted to make some extra cash, like extra yeah. money. And we had the we had the place and people all over town during this culture night. They walk around they're like, ah, what's this? Let's go in. <laughs> so every time we had a, uh, every time someone had a match, people would be there and buy beer. <laughs> Eventually, it ended up with me and Sebastian having a 40, 45 minute drag out of a match, yeah. right? <laughs> So from that experience, it's like whenever I'm in the ring with Sebastian, it's just let's let's just work. And this type of TLC match, there was not a lot of technical stuff, but uh, sadly that when we when we've done that, it's never been there's no no footage of it. But that's a different direction that we still have up yeah. for like, for for that because. It was like I think he came to me and said, "You know, we're up up, up around forty five minutes now for yeah. this match." And I was just like, "Yes, we're going Iron Man, man, we're going Iron Man." And he was like, "Like, no, my God, what have I created?" But yeah, working with Sebastian is awesome, and I've always like, I know. Um, He's such a hard worker, yeah. and uh, I just believe in him. Yeah. So I appreciate you also saying that he will be happy to know that uh, you like his work for sure. Oh, yeah, he, he's he's a phenomenal wrestler. You know, like you said, he the way he's come up and the way he holds himself and the way he for me it's all about the way you hold a belt but apart i don't mean just hold a belt but the way you hold the prestige of a of a company along with mm-hmm. the belt so that that is what he embodies to me and to be able to to do that and have so many great matches against so many different opponents and defend the belt so many times and just be that when you can get that point where you are kind of the unstoppable champion you may say and who will defeat the champion that's yeah the fireborn is real yeah, so that's it's not about the it's about the chase, you know, and and it's about who's going to be able to beat the champion. And that big win at the end, which is always exciting when the new, you know, and the new, you know, world champion yeah. and everything in Howard Finkelweiss. Um, but, but more importantly for Sebastian, uh, he had something to prove. Yeah. So when he got that spot, he went at it. Yeah. And just like yeah, yeah, you can say what you want, but I'm gonna prove it everyone wrong i'm just gonna go at it and he did and as a matter of fact he's one of the guys that understands that when we go in the ring and we hit each other there's it's full i mean it it's go time so when you he's known for coming with forearms and being let's say uh, almost knocking your heads out of it's like (laughs) yeah but it's he doesn't do it to everyone but like to me, yeah. It, then it's go time. Yeah, he will get, and then he gets a receipt, and I get a receipt. But that's what makes it special. I always say it is like if you can work with someone who's not afraid, or not not necessarily afraid, but don't mind getting hit and going at it. Um, that creates something real, 
and it creates a connection because as a fan you will sit there and be like okay this is sort of like uh, transforming my reality sense because i know pro wrestling is fake but what is going on up there that's gotta hurt so that that sort of like translate into the audience every time that's my experience yeah i mean um that although i don't like to drop his name now due to what happened but that was what chris benoit was able to do in in the ring with guys like dean malenko who like he said dean malenko that he was pushed more than ever in the ring because he would watch those particular matches or william regal and you would watch those matches and you would think or finley that you know they are are they really hitting one another are they really stretching one yeah, another are they, are they you know and are you trying to you know take the take the joint out of its socket you know you're trying to you know go a little bit further you know than you should do and mm. and that again is the part of the art and that's the slow burning and that's the intensity to be able to take it down and versatile in that sense that you can you can wrestle the hardcore but you can also wrestle the you know very you know physical hard-hitting style which not everyone can do and not everyone has the respect to be able to get that from each other as opponents but when you can do that that again is blurring the lines of you know oh it's fake it isn't real but then you know oh actually you know i think they are hitting one another quite hard And 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 also one other thing which comes from training and just having matches is the fact that you, you follow each other. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I heard a I heard a fan the other day saying like, yeah, but everything is scripted and I'm like, possibly in the beginning, possibly when you have the first matches, a couple of like the first five, ten matches, you sort of have to sit down and visualize what you're going to do and what he's going to do but eventually it comes down to feeling it in the moment yeah with the other worker Mm -hmm. and working together working with the guy and you can't explain it you could possibly make a science paper about it (laughs) psychological evaluation about it <clears throat> the best way I can describe it is my best matches. I felt it. Yeah. No talk. It was just okay. We know where we are. We know each other. There is this old school kind of respect. There is trust. There is respect. Let's let's work this match because this moment might not come again. Yeah. So every match at this level is special. I've been asked so many times, "What is your special match? Yeah. What's better?" match stands out and it's really hard because all of the matches had something going for them yeah so it's about being in the present power of now and power of now absolutely it's that's the that's the art you know being able to feel that and just being able to you know gauge it and it is a shame you said that one of the other questions i have is that um it is a shame that particular match you're talking about between you and sebastian day isn't recorded because some of ccw is available on youtube and you know i've seen um some of the shows and things but a lot of it hasn't uh, and sort of danish wrestling as a whole isn't available widely um you know for fans to see is that kind of before the pandemic hit was there a were you looking at trying to get more exposure internationally through different means or is it always going to be that ccw is going to be kind of an underground you know independent promotion which people have to come out of their way to see rather than come to fans internationally like come to fans from a distance if that makes sense yeah yeah. well when you start it's like uh when you um you you have to start somewhere i mean you started on facebook right yeah and uh i i i i talk talk with kurt about this twitter like you you're on twitter and uh, that retweet will get retweeted and stuff. Yes, and, and Lou Lou uh, helped uh, a lot with that. But it's the level. Where are we at? And right now we are only in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that it's getting this 
someone is looking in to, yeah. hey, what's this? And I think the beauty is that it's we don't try to be something we're not. That's when the honesty comes out. We are a rocket promotion. Uh, can CCW be better at promoting and the promotional value for the fan? Like so, you you all the matches can be watched. Yes, and I know they're if they're working on it because they <laughs> give they've given me so much time off now and said like respect, brother, but you need to focus on your stuff for the mm-hmm. moment. Um, I know they're working on it. I know they're working on platforms. I know they're working on all kinds of stuff for this year. So I'm happy you asked because it's going to happen. But um, as as far as underground feeling, it's the level we're at. If yeah. we try to do something we're not, it would come across as not fake wrestling, but a fake product. And we just feel awkward because we're there the audience is there the connection happens i can't i can't say where the future leads in like three years four years five years time if it grows and it becomes something different but if it becomes something different it's because of the audience yeah i mean cw is all about them yes yeah so that was the mentality from the beginning. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an exciting time. You know, I mean I can't wait to see more of CCW in, you know, twenty twenty one and you know, being able to, you know, help people discover the promotion and see what you've been doing, you know, for the past five years, which, you know, is there for people to see and just the like I said, just the roster what you've got and, you know, your work as well, which is like I said, so, you know, unique and, and tradition for me, I think because Scandinavian wrestling isn't necessarily, as I said earlier on, as um widely publicized as the, the British style or the you know, the the Irish style or the German style you might say. It it, it does hold its own identity which grabbed me you know really grabbed me because i just like you soak it up like a sponge and i hope other people do too you know and um just thank you so much for allowing me to interview you today you know it's been it's been fantastic you know it's been such a learning experience learning all about the promotion and your work and up you know coming up in the business so thank you hangman yeah man (laughs) it's all good it's all good so um yeah also just like a last remark um you you mentioned the different styles uh i know for a fact that uh i know the i know uh, uh the norwegian promotion and the finnish promotion and some of the swedish promotions think that they're like the best wrestlers out there <laughs> but i i think i th- i think that's bullshit <laughs> I, uh, I i can easily name five guys that can easily take on five guys from them so it's about making business and i would definitely get uh, chaos uh, on the team he could yeah. be team captain hell he could be like uh, whatever he wanted to do but i <laughs> you know i'm i'm on his side like denmark is the best I've seen that guy knock the socks off uh, all the wrestlers and they're like, okay, KS can go. Yeah, he can go. <laughs> Since I was trained by him, they, they can just bring it. I'm not afraid of those guys. They can just bring it. <laughs> so you can see there's healthy competition between uh, the neighboring countries. So uh, I, I've always had like a, a, like a romantic feeling about um, Scandinavia. Finland, Sweden, Norway, Denmark as like Nordic yes. pro wrestling. And and that carries a, a lot of weight and passion and endurance and strength and gritty determination, man. So yeah. That was just my parting uh, parting words, man. No, absolutely. I, I was about to say I couldn't end it any better myself, you know, that was it's been like I said an absolute honor and pleasure to be able to speak to you this afternoon um hangman I've 
you know thoroughly enjoyed it and you know i hope we, i hope once the pandemic is whether it be over or whatever that we're able to come across here in the uk at bbg wrestling and you know come and see it physically you know for ourselves over in, uh, yeah, yeah, over in denmark i'd love it you know and um just to finish off, if you have any social media, if you want to promote any social media of your own or of CCW, go ahead and, you know, ride with it. Go for it. Well, um, Danish Pro Wrestling on uh, on Facebook. There's a show coming on on the 5th of March at Horsens. I can throw you the link. Just, I think it's easier I just throw you the link and then you yeah, put absolutely. it in there. Yeah. CCW is uh, CPH Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, follow Hangman on Hangman's Corner on Instagram. And yes, I learned from Kurt. I have a Twitter account and it's yeah. called Hangman's Corner as well. Um, that's it, man. No mercy. Yeah. See no. you in the ring. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Can't wait. And then just to finish off from ourselves, uh, you can find us on Twitter at BBG Wrestling and you can find our website at www.bbgwrestling.com. So that does it for me, Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. DJ215, for this incredible interview with Copenhagen Hangman today. Um, keep safe, everybody, and um, see you all soon. So And see you later too, Hangman. See you around, man. See you later. <laughs>